0: Okay, so as many of you know, I've recently retired from my micro gym at the ripe old age of 35 years old. No, I didn't sell it, and I sure as fuck didn't go out of business. I actually was able to retire due to the success of my micro gym, and then the allocation of the revenue I made into purchasing commercial real estate. That building I bought back in 2016 made for a great home for my business, but I knew one day that someone would come along and offer me a lot more money to lease it from me. So now I'll be sitting back, collecting mailbox money, not having to work anymore, but I will still be doing this, creating content to help microgym owners. But now that I've actually accomplished what very few owners have, I want to walk you through it step by step. Microgym University is currently open for enrollment leading up to the release of MGU 301. See, currently we have two tiers of courses inside of MGU, 101 and 201. But now I'll be releasing the courses that will take you through the exact process in order for you to purchase your own building and carve out your own personal wealth path. And no, you don't need a ton of money or have some rich Uncle Larry to make this happen. What you do need is the desire to pair your hard work with the smart work that I'm going to lay out for you. Listen, guys, MGU is $50 a month. Cancel anytime you can literally pay for one month, binge watch 25 hours of course content, and then cancel, no problem. But we will be releasing MGU 301 before the end of the year. And there's a very high likelihood that we're gonna be raising prices very soon. So please go ahead, get registered. The link is in my Instagram bio, dial into the course content that's helped over a thousand micro gym owners create a better business and be the first in line when MGU 301 drops. What is up, guys? It is Stu. This is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. I think you should be getting into more debates with your leadership team, with your staff. Let's let's talk about it. I was looking back over some old footage. I'm making a, a recall video. Uh, you know what a recall video is, right? Like when you've said a bunch of shit in the past and then... Back then, it might not have been as relative or it might not have been as much of a light bulb moment. And then the current reality of now comes out. You're like, oh, fuck. If only everyone knew I've been saying this shit back then. That's a recall video, right? Recalling some smart shit you said back when, when everyone might not have thought you were being all that smart. And now you can tell them, eat a dick um, and drop that video. So anyway, I'm doing that, right? And uh, I found this great clip. I used to do this thing called Gym Docs. Right? Gym doc. And uh, I had my videographer, Chris Webster, follow me around. And I had, you know, owners coming through urban and I was traveling and doing this. And anyway, so on one of these gym docs, I have an owner come through and we're sitting there in the lounge and we're talking about HR and developing a team. And this was like a Saturday. He's there and the fucking place is just, I mean, we are humming. Classes are sold out and back-to-back busy. The spin studio's going. The coffee shop's going. And, and I'm just sitting there drinking coffee and talking with this guy. And, he, you know, this other owner. And he's like, you know, I want to be at the place like this where, like, I can come into my gym on a Saturday when we are fucking, like, the kitchen is on fire. Everything's going on. And I don't have to do a thing. Like, it's just the team is running smooth. And people know what to do. And if there is a little bit of a moment they know how to solve it. And even if they did it, I don't mind like helping out, but like, I just want to get them to that place where my team is just as like orchestra of mini me's. And they're just like attacking the problem. as it as I would. And so, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. And here's what I told them. I said, my, I've always talked about investing in humans being the number one thing that I've done well as a micro gym owner, right? I invested in staff. I've been, you know, I always did that first and foremost. Well, by doing that, and again, if you do it right, you become full-time. Right? Full-time, again, for those of you guys who might be new to my content, full-time does not mean 40 hours a week. It's probably actually more than 40 hours a week. What it means is they're more like full focus. This is their only source of income. They are 100% invested in the success of this business, whether they're working 32 hours a week or 52 hours a week. And I'll be honest, with the fitness industry being 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., it's gonna be more like in the 50-ish. Um, anyway, so... I like, the key thing with those people, like that's what, I, you know, members of my leadership team, the key players in your organization, the full timers for full focus, you would better be getting into fucking debates with them at some monthly or bi-week, like some frequency. I don't need you like arguing with them every fucking day or every week. That might get obnoxious. But like, you need to be getting into a good, solid, respectful debate with people on the regular. And when I say people, I mean these other individuals. Now, you might be like, "Well, why would I want to argue with my staff? That sounds like a headache. That sounds like exactly what I don't want to do as a manager, as a, as an owner, as, you know, the boss." And I think there's a difference. You know, I I loved debate when I was in high school. If you guys you guys probably can tell, I love fucking arguing with people, right? Now, the one thing the th- reason I like debate It's because when done well, debate isn't, like, person A makes their point and person B goes, shut the fuck up, eat a dick and die. Like, no, a good debate, like, listens to someone else's position, hears it, picks apart the flaws in that position... Now represents their case and their you know counterpoints to those flaws, and you just go back and forth, and either you change someone's mind or you don't, but at least you have both kind of like presented your the you know uh, not the optics, but you presented the uh, the logistics, the guts of your position. Now, arguing with your staff, debating with your staff, I see is crucial because number one, when I talk to a lot of owners, I'm like, hey, do you and your staff have a lot of back and forth? Do you guys you know, do you have a lot of debates or, you know, maybe differences of opinion as to how things should be done? And let's say the answer is yes, oh my God, me and my staff, it feels like every other week or every week we're fucking going back and forth about the programming or about this or about the schedule or like, I'm like, okay, well, that is an issue. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. And that is an issue generally because you haven't laid out, guys, our brand has a unique belief in fitness like this our business needs X amount of revenue, so we need to do these things. You either haven't brought them in on the number side, the deep number side of the business, or they fully don't understand the unique belief in fitness, the unique brand that you've created. You haven't you know, really given them marching orders, so they ha- there's room for arguing. A really good organization has informed their staff, here's where we are financially, Here's our goals. In order to achieve those goals, we have a couple options on the table. What do you guys think of them? That way, when you make decisions in the business, people aren't all up in arms and getting pissy and they're really just being reactive like a member would if you change something. Like they're not thinking of it like a business person. They're thinking of it as, you know, somebody that you just insulted or you're switching up on them and they don't like that. So really good organizations make sure that it's really, that, that's completely explained, which then leaves debates and arguments to essentially be ways in which we improve upon that or smarter, more efficient ways to meet our end goal. At Urban, I would have constant, you know, frequent uh, debates and arguments with Isaac about how, uh, how we should go about something from a customer service perspective, how we should go at something from an operations perspective. With Deuce, me and him might go back and forth on some programming stuff. Maybe I, you know, I had questions as to why we're doing it like this, or do you think this would be more efficient? And then he would provide his counterpoint and we we'd obviously we'd make a decision either way. But the reason that these debates are so fucking important for you and your staff, it means that you guys are constantly trying to see the world from a slightly different angle and trying to constantly evolve what it is you're doing. It means you're thinking about it. If you tell me, oh, yeah, so, you know, I was giving you the examples there. Like, it's an owner that says, oh, yeah, we have arguments all the time. You know, it's just as shitty. The owner goes, oh, ah, yeah, well, no, we never, we never really argue about anything. Nope. Everything's good. Like, we never have debates. I'm like, okay, that means they're probably not as invested as you think. Or you've just done maybe some kind of, you've done a miraculous job of laying out the plan. And everyone is following in line because they truly believe it 100%. It, that's rarely the fucking case. Sometimes, and I, I mean, I'm kudos to you if you got it, but more often than not, if you don't ever get any pushback on anything, that means you probably have an employee who actually has a thought different than what you've presented. They have a debate, but they're internalizing it. They're not seeing it because, like, uh, this is just my part time job. I don't, I don't care that much or whatever. It's not really worth it. I've got real shit to deal with. This isn't, you know, my full time thing. And guess what? That's going to carry over to the way they coach, the way they carry themselves within your business, the way they show up at meetings. You know, they're just going to have these little gripes, right? And like it builds up and it builds up and that's what we call resentment. And then you get into a fucking full-blown Donnybrook one day in in a, you know, staff meeting. So, you know, getting into debates with your staff, I think is healthy. And I think it's important to create a culture that allows for that to happen. You know, I'm the biggest like advocate of as an owner, and as a leader, to say to your staff, guys, listen. Here's my hypothesis. Here's the idea I want to present to solve this problem. Here's why I believe it'll work. Go ahead and tear it apart. Go for it. Like permission to speak freely and critically. Tear it the fuck apart, and give them the opportunity to, to speak freely and the confidence that you're not going to then resent them or you know get pissed or you know uh, be really vindictive or defensive. No, that's the point of debate. Here's my position. And I want a really good, someone who's really, you know, talented at debate and like uh, confrontational conversation wants the other party to present an alternative view, an alternative argument. Right? You want that. Otherwise, if you never have anyone debate you on your thing and never, you're never being pushed to think of it different. You're never being pushed to, you know, further your mind scope of how this could be seen or done or implemented differently. So, guys, you know, argue with your staff more. You know, have the conversation with a very similar one I'm laying out for you and let them know. But, guys, I'd like for us to have more critical conversations. I feel like I say shit and you guys are just kind of go with it. But I truly don't feel like everyone's always on board all the time. So I'd like for these to be much more... Uh, higher participation. I'd like for you guys to feel comfortable saying and speaking in your mind, even if it's complete difference of opinion of what I have. And obviously you as the owner, at the end of the day, have the final say, it, just like I did. But I'll tell you what, I let Isaac and Deuce, we had three of us and anyone with a five-man you know, leadership team, I'm sorry, five-man, odd man, you know, odd numbers in your leadership team, I'm fucking the vote system. They would outvote me frequently, right? Like what I thought I would let them weigh in and then I'm like, okay, I trust them. I put them in power in these positions. They are closer to the product and service than I am. So I'm going to go with it. Whatever they say, I'm going to go with. I'm going to take their word and we're going to run with their thing. Worst case scenario, they're wrong. It's not like it's going to bury us. We can always backtrack. And there were times when that happened and there were plenty of times where they were fucking dead on. And there were times where... It was a decision, and they presented their their case, and I, again, I have the vetoing power in this scenario, and I say, guys, I, I respect that. I understand where you're coming from. I do not agree, and, and because of this circumstance or that, we're not going this direction. We're not going to go that direction. We're going to do it my way, and if it doesn't work out, we always backtrack out of it and do it your way. So, I mean, it's, I'm not telling you you got to like give in to every employee because some of your employees are fucking uh, somebody, some of your employees have great have opinions that are just great. They're just not, uh, they don't come from the scope that what you need. They come from like, you know, you coach nine classes a month and you have a fucking opinion about the, the front end offer we're running or the system we're installing. And it just has, you have no, you know... Um, substantial background to be able to make that opinion. It just, again, you know, listen, there's some opinions you're gonna listen to and you're gonna be like, mm, thank you, John, I appreciate it. In the back of your head, you're like, John's a fucking idiot, uh, but we're not doing that. So listen, at the end of the day, guys, take my fucking word for it. Have arguments with your staff. Have an open debate policy. Give people the power and the comfort level and the confidence to challenge your stuff and have good open and honest dialogue, which requires you to be very mature. If you're an immature owner and you can't take it when somebody counteracts or like, you know, goes against your thing or wants to challenge your thing, you don't belong in this role anyway, and you're soon to be expired. Trust me. But for everyone else, like if it's listening to this or you want to work on this, just become a mature owner. Be willing to hear as many objections and differences of opinions and counter arguments to your position as you can, it's going to make you a smarter, better operator. Uh, it's going to make you a much more well-rounded entrepreneur and it's going to make people want to work for you. Nobody wants to work for a fucking tyrant, right? You didn't. That's why you started your own business. So why would you then morph into that, like into that persona where like, it's my way or the highway. Um, and if you're like, well, they just don't know. Like I talked about, I joked about John's a fucking idiot, right? A second ago. If you truly believe that with all your staff, what does that say about you? That you hired a bunch of fucking idiots? You hired a bunch of people whose opinions are just absolutely pissant and you can they're not worth anything? Good job, buddy. Real good job. Like, I hope that's not your belief. So if you truly believe your staff are as intelligent, capable humans, give them the opportunity for you guys to grow together and debate. All right, that's all I got for you. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day. But real quick, guys, before the end of the podcast, I've got to ask, please, if you take a minute and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're currently listening to podcasts, it would mean the world to me. I think a lot of people glaze over my channel because of the F-bombs or maybe some of the, the more direct approaches I take in delivering this content to you. And if you have any thoughts as to how this content has benefited you, your fitness business, I would love for you to share them with the fucking world. Guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much.